Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. It Hertz. You can change scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz. Let's go. Here we go with Fitz. Fitz is in a funk. Don't know why. It was just the greatest weekend in sports maybe ever. And I can't understand why my guy is in a funk. Let's go, Fitz. Jim, why would I be in a funk? I'm talking to the great Jim Gray. 100 150 Emmys. I mean, how could I be in a bad mood? I'm in a great place. We had a, the wonderful World Cup Finals, the biggest uh, comeback victory by the Minnesota Vikings this this weekend. I mean, Jim, it was a, it was a great it was a great time in sports. I mean, it's uh, it's one I always remember. And your best friend Tiger Woods playing with his son, your best uh, well, buddy I mean, out there playing, both limping. But boy, was that I fun know. to watch. I know it is fun. I mean, it's captivating TV. I mean, you just can't you can't get enough of it. Um, and then. You know them playing well, and Charlie kind of gutting it out with his with his ankle injury. Um, you know the, the apple does not fall far from the tree in terms of toughness. You know, making proclamations is stupid. This was the greatest ever. This was the best ever because something else comes along and it replaces it. But this really was just a sensational weekend, and to have this performed, you know, let's talk about the World Cup for a moment. Those two guys, you know, won the greatest, and now the latest, and they both lived up to it. Uh, it was really a shame that anybody had to lose. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, early on, you know, when Argentina went up two goals, you, you thought it was going to be, you know, a, a kind of a, a blowout just in the fashion that it happened. And and, and to watch France just dig in the way they did, um, you know, really showed you the grit and the moxie of their players. Um, you know, on, on this stage, you know, billions of people watching, um, the largest implications you can imagine to be able to, you know, fight your way back into that game. And then the penalty kicks. I mean, it's... You couldn't have scripted any better for for that type of game, that type of performance on that type of stage. I mean, it was an unbelievable, um, you know, finish to a terrific games. I mean, you know, so many new stars made. You get a chance to watch players from Morocco and so many different continents that you never even heard of, and just be able to elevate their games to to that level. I mean, it was it was fun to watch, and I and I don't even watch a lot of soccer, but um, you know, this this week it was uh, it was especially good. The World Cup was terrific. I don't watch soccer either. I don't know anything about it. Obviously, we all know who the stars over the years have been. If you go back to Pele and Ronaldo and you see Messi and so forth and and, and Mbappe now, uh, he's got just a huge, huge future. Uh, But even if you don't know or understand the sport or watch it, like many in America have not, they start by playing soccer and they grow up playing soccer and end up watching football. But I think a lot of people who took this World Cup in, particularly yesterday, think they're going to be a lot of the converted now. I think that that this is going to catch on and 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 really take hold. Not that it hasn't gotten a little bit of a hold with the MLS and and and, and so forth and the World Cup coming here in uh, 26. I just think it's going to take off now. Fitz, uh, I'm wondering as an athlete, what what you think? Well, I, re- I I would love to see it grow. Um, obviously, it's a it's the most you know popular game you know, in the world. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you get your, you know, your fourth tier athletes that play soccer, you know, coming coming here from the United States. You know, you think of if John Morant would have decided to, you know, kick a soccer ball at four years old as opposed to playing basketball, right? You know, um, if you think of, um, you know, a guy like, you know, LeBron James, if he just said, you know what, I'm going to be a goalie. I'm going to dedicate my life to being a goalie. How, how great of a goalie would he be? At six foot eight, two hundred and seventy pounds, there would be no ball that would ever get past the net. And so, you know, it would be great to see some of our, you know, 
better athletes, you know, entertain the possibilities of, of playing. And, you know, and, and you look at these numbers. I mean, Lionel Messi last year was the highest paid athlete in, in the world, um, you know, made over $150 million. I mean, so that has to be enticing. If the, if the goal is to try to, you know, get yourself out of a situation you grew up in and you get to travel the world internationally, play, you know, in front of crowds around the world. And, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this may open some eyes. And then with the, the, with the World Cup coming here in four years, you know, we, we have some um, some talented American players that can be on that same stage, maybe. And do you think that this will translate more now into uh, urban areas because, you know, the heavily Latino and, and Mexican areas uh, in our country, they see Argentina, they see Brazil. Uh, there's a lot of Spanish speaking. Uh, you notice the entire France team uh, is black. Mm -hmm. And so... Obviously, they're getting the best athletes uh, all over the world. Do you think that that will now happen in the black communities as well uh, and the uh, Latino communities here in the United States? Well, I think it's already happening with the Latino communities because they've grown up. Their parents have loved it. Their grandparents, their great grandparents have loved it. So it's it's a part of the culture of grow, growing up. Um, but I think it's going to still take some time for the African-American community to do it. You know, it's um, it's it's tough to get that many people together, you know, to go out and play on the pitch. And, you know, it's, I think in America also, like, we like to have a winner and a loser and like watching a game end in the draw. Like, I feel like it, it leaves everybody like, man, nobody won this game. We need to, we need to see who won or lost this game, you know? And then, you know, games are, you know, two goals to three. I mean, this is not a lot of scoring. You used to watching a basketball game where there's dunking, there's action, there's, um, you know, football explosive plays, you know, it, it just doesn't, doesn't happen that often. You know, and then there's a lot of other things that I just don't understand, like stoppage time. You know, sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's eight minutes, but nobody really knows how long the stoppage time. Like there's there's no there's no clock. You know what I mean? So it's it's uh, there's a well, lot they're of kicking the ball. I mean, it's kind of a strategy. I mean, they kick the ball up into the stands. They do all kinds of crap yeah. that, you know, like who's overseeing all of this? It's just crazy. And then the other part that's tough is just like it's so subjective. You know, you the guys are falling down. You, you thought they've been shot. You know the way they're they're agonizing and falling down. Then they're up again, running around, smiling. You know, it's just <laughs> it's it's, it's a little it's bit a of wrestling to, in there, isn't there? No, you have to understand the nuances of the game. Um, you know, for you to really be able to understand it and enjoy it. All right, so enough of this soccer. Uh, it'll come back in four years, and we'll talk about it again. <laughs> How about this weekend in the NFL? Uh, Larry, let's uh, remind everybody our program is Let's Go. He's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100 and i want to take this opportunity fits uh, to wish all of the men and women who serve uh in our military across the world a terrific holiday season and a very happy 2023 we thank you we are grateful to you and we appreciate all that you do for all of us well you couldn't say it any better jim it's such an honor to be an american um and be able to have all the wonderful gifts that we have here in our country and, and we all know that it's, none of that is possible without the the dedication and service of our, our armed forces around the world. Um, we're so, so very thankful for everything that you guys do to, you know, to give us the freedoms that we all have. And we thank everybody at USAA for their support of our program and for all that they do in their salute to service. Uh, boy, we got to stand up and salute the Minnesota Vikings. That's your team. That's your love. And 
as we salute them for the biggest comeback in the history of the National Football League, down 33 to nothing, and they come back and win the game. <laughs> Jim, all I can remember is I'm, 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 I'm leaving, I'm going to the airport, and I get a text message from you, and you go, WTF. And I go, what, what, what is that? I send the question mark. I send the question that's mark. That's not like, what I said. On? That's Jim, not what said, I said. I, look, Jim, I said, good like, Lord. I said, no, good and, Lord. And, and I, you said, and what's and going I, on? And I replied, like, what's going on? And you said the Vikings are, are getting beat 33 to nothing right now. This is this is embarrassing. This is this is a travesty that you would even pull for a team that could do this to a to an interim coach who was a who was a uh, I didn't say anything like the, that. All the, I said is good lord. And, and all your mind is I racing thought, now. I don't know. You were racing Jim, to that airplane, could, but now you're making stuff up. <laughs> and Jim, all I could think of was thinking when this was happening, there's no way. Frank Wright would have allowed this to happen. You know, there's no way he would allow the Vikings to break his record. You know what I mean? If he if he was still the coach there, that's all. Now you're fabricating, though. Now I got to have to call you on the carpet here. You weren't racing to any <laughs> airport. Where were you? Um, I was I was in Atlanta. Uh, I had to I had to go down there for for a charity for a charity event, but um, got a chance to catch the tail end of the game and. Man, I ain't gonna lie, Jim. I was a little, I was a little happy at the at the conclusion of that game. And OT, I have a I was, GPS. Was... You know, you've allowed me uh, to. You've shared your location with me. I know that sounds odd, but you have shared your location with me. I don't think you were. I, I don't. You were in the Atlanta airport. Yeah, I was, was in the Atlanta quietest airport, airport ever. It, it no, it's not quiet at all. But when you, <laughs> when you're on when you're on Delta, it always makes it easier. Oh my God! Oh my God! What did you shoot? I didn't. I didn't play golf this time, actually, Jim. I was. I was just down there on a little business. But um, you know, East I love Lake, Peachtree, all those great golf courses, I, Setting I Down Creek, I, Atlanta National, Country no, Club of the South, and you no, weren't playing you golf forget, down there. You can't forget my spot, a hoopy, a hoopy match club down there in uh, in Cobtown, Georgia, which you got to get to. Sending a private investigator. We are going to get to the <laughs> bottom of this. You were not. You were not missing a Vikings game because you were in the Atlanta airport. <laughs> Now let's talk about what happened on the field. How does that happen, Fitz? Jim, I mean, I, I think you and I and everybody else that was watching that game probably probably turned it off. And I'm and I'm surprised that um, you know they didn't cut the telecast off. I mean, I remember watching a couple of weeks ago the Vikings versus Cowboys. They went to they went to a different game. Um, There's nowhere you know, to go on Saturday afternoon. There's only one other game. That's the only game being you're, played. You're right, Jim. So they so they got lucky actually with that one. They got lucky with that one, but. You know what? You go to the locker room, you have nothing to lose but to come out and, and give it your best. And they came out with a lot of energy in that second half, Jim. They came out, they played strong defensively. They only gave up three points in the second half. And, um, you know, you really got to tip your hat to Kirk Cousins. I mean, he made a few mistakes early in the game, really, really put that team on his back throughout the second half. Um, you know, Osborne and, and Jefferson, Delvin Cook in the screen game late in the game, late, late in the match. I mean, it was it was a lot of unbelievable plays and I mean that that game, um, the the Minnesota Miracle uh, when the Vikings beat the, the New Orleans Saints was pretty special. But this might this might take the cake of the best game so far up there at, uh, at that stadium. Poor Matt Ryan. He's now going to not only have to live with the Super Bowl, which he will live forever as the Falcons quarterback when the Patriots came back twenty eight to three. Brady and and James White goes in for the touchdown uh, on that final play. Now he has to live with this and. The last record, I don't know how long it lasted, but it was a long time. And and Frank Wright was the quarterback who engineered that. And now he gets fired as coach, so he doesn't have to endure being on the other end of it. 
And he sent a beautiful text, sent just a beautiful text to Kirk Cousins. Uh, Peter King uh, exposed that in uh, his column today, Monday Morning Quarterback. Everybody should log on and read that. But what about Matt Ryan? I mean, Matty Ice has had a terrific career, and, and it's going to be impossible to live these two episodes down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Obviously, the Super Bowl, um, you know, losing that game to the Patriots and Tom Brady, which was, you know, an unbelievable comeback. Even you, I remember sitting in the booth with you doing our halftime report, were, uh, I would say, a tad bit skeptical of of, of what was going on. Um, Admitted, correct. And, and you were not. You were not. You said this I, is the Patriots and this is Tom Brady. Like I never, I never bet against my guy. Even even you look at you know what happened yesterday down in Tampa against the Cincinnati Bengals. I still believe that they they got a chance anytime he's on the field. But to get back to Matt Ryan. Um, you know, to have that happen again, um, you know, it's, it's tough because he's a, he's a great guy. He's been a wonderful ambassador of our game for a long time, played at MVP level. And, uh, you know, it's that's, that's a really that's a tough way to, to to lose a game in that fashion. But I can tell you, there's some there's a, there's a friend of mine, Warren Moon right now. He's uh, he's a happy man that he is no longer uh, associated, you know, with giving up the greatest lead, you know, with the Houston Oilers losing that to the Buffalo Bills years back. Um, but that's that's not a that's not something you want to have your name attached to, Jim. You, you're pulling for somebody else to to have a, a a major blow up. So you know, it's truly one of those times that it's easy to get excited about going to a game. You love hearing the sound of that whistle. We're going to talk about a lot of those whistles, those officials. Just oh my God, that's a whole nother story. But you love the game day concessions, the smell from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game, and you know that Amex is going to be with you. Every step of the way, because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. Sunday got even better. Just when you thought you'd seen it all, that great World Cup, the terrific comeback, here comes Chandler Jones. Here comes overtime. It's astonishing what happened that Bill Belichick, who's playing for overtime because he's running the ball, just doesn't have... Mac Jones, or the running backs, fall on the ball. Just fall down. Instead, they do perhaps one of the most improbable, crazy, stupid plays ever. And Jacoby, Jacoby Myers throws the ball back some 23 yards back to the quarterback who's standing by himself, has nowhere to go even if he catches it. And Chandler Jones picks it off, and the Raiders win a game which is something that will bring back the memories of Ghost to the Post and the Holy Roller and just one of the most improbable plays in, in, in NFL regular season history. Yeah, I mean, it was it was captivating all the way to the end, Jim. Um, very happy for Chandler Jones, former teammate. You know, he's, he's had a bit of a, a struggle in terms of his production. And to be able to do that, I think it, you know, get, gets him going, um, you know, into the later stretch of the season. But, like, I just I, – I, when I watched it, I'm thinking – you know, I, I could see this, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars or I could see this, you know, the Cleveland Browns organizations that find a way to to lose ball games. But the Patriots would be the last team I would ever imagine would do something um, like that, Jim. I just I, I, I was I was blown away by it and I could see it, you know, in in, in match face, um, you know, at the end of that game, I saw him shaking it up you know, Devontae Adams' hand, and he's just, he's balling. I mean, to lose a game in that fashion, um, 
you know, when you, well, he was you, terrible. He was terrible in that game. Yeah, but he, he was, was awful. But Jim, he Let's did just it, call he, it as he, it is. He's, he was. He, he didn't. He, that was bad. Play, he did not play well. But to lose it in that fashion, right? That you know, was insult to injury. And uh, what did he complete? Forty-one percent of his passes. Yeah, yeah. He, he still completed about forty-one percent more than you would, though, Jim, if you were playing uh, even against. Well, you the sound like Adrian Broner. That wouldn't mean much. I'll give you the same exact line. <laughs> You and Adrian Broner, man. You guys, I, I would love to see the Christmas card exchange between you two. <laughs> Why are people comparing their exploits on the field or performances to what I might do? I've been asking questions, you know, since I was 17 years old and, and not performing on the field. And you're offended by questions that I ask? Really? I said to Mike Tyson, it finally hit me at the Boxing Hall of Fame and you were there. I said, you know... Guys get offended at the questions. How are you going to take a punch from George Foreman or Evander Holyfield? Just hit you in the head 150 times. And you're upset about a question that I asked? Really? <laughs> that doesn't add up. That's okay that you can get the hell beaten out of you on a football field or get hit by a baseball at 110 miles an hour. And somehow, some way, some question that's not mean or malicious, that's inoffensive, that bothers you? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they're not all mean and malicious, Jim. I, I think there's. there's How can a you compete? Bit, How can you compete if a question bothers you? No, I'm just saying sometimes they got a little bit of more. You know, I, I think Pete Rose would, you know, think a little different. He's apologized, and I accepted his apology. Let's get back to that play. Mac Jones was terrible. He didn't deserve that. But Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in professional football perhaps history as he goes on his way to try and surpass Don Shula at 347 victories. He's got another couple of seasons. How do you think that setting with him after the game? He was his typical Belichick self. Didn't say anything, you know, huh? Yeah. Bad. Huh? Uh, yeah. Grunting that whole deal. Um, how do you think that sets with him with the standard of excellence that he has set? Well, I don't, I don't think it's as well with him at all. Just, just because of, the standard of play that New England has had for the last 20 plus years is, you know, they don't often beat themselves. You know, they are beat occasionally, but they don't beat themselves. And this is uh, one of the few times that I've seen that I can remember that, you know, due to self-inflicted, you know, wounds and, and blows that, you know, they, they lost the game. That was very easily could have got into overtime and, you know, been decided, you know, in a different fashion. So I think that's, that's not sitting well with him today. It's not going to sit well with him for for quite a while. Um, just just based on how it ended, you know, it's just not that's not Patriot football. Not Patriot football that we've come to expect. It's one of the few times where you really just kind of look at him and and um, you know he wouldn't coach that. No. So it's kind of like he's lost control for that moment of something that he would have never ever in a million years have had one of his guys do. So. That's that's when you have to ask this this question. Um, coaching is really important in the NFL, but when guys are out there on the field, it's the guys who are accountable. It's not the coach. Yeah, I mean, I, you can you can say that, um, and and I and I do believe that the guys and the players are accountable. But I think the decisions that players make on the field are highly influenced by what they're being coached on. Right. Because I, I remember when I step on the field and I have a play that I was running, what I was coached to do on that particular play would always come to the front of my of my mind 
before I, I did. Okay, they're going to play outside leverage. They're going to play a safety that's inside of the numbers. This is what I should be thinking based on the film study that we've had with my coach over the last few days, right? So these are things that you're thinking about. And at times, you know, you you just, you know, you're compulsive and you make a split-second decision thinking it's the best. And it's not something you ever were coached on, you know. And and I think that's kind of what happened to Myers on, on that play. You know, he, he got the pitch back. He's trying to extend it. He's trying to make a play not thinking, you know, somebody's going to intercept the pass and run it back for a touchdown. You know, like that's not something that you could even fathom because if you if you would have gave him the information of that happened, and there's no way that he would ever even attempt to do something like that. So um, well, you got to yeah, wonder, it, you got to wonder, you, 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 have, you have to give the player that information, really? You have to give a player that there are 11 defenders out on the field and you're throwing a ball 20, 22 plus yards behind the line of scrimmage back to another guy, and you have to give that guy the information that the possibility exists that the person that you're throwing the ball, A, isn't a receiver, B, that there's nobody. I mean, no. And now, all credit to Jacoby Myers. He stood up there in front of those microphones and took responsibility, took accountability, and that was admirable, and that's to be respected. Um, but if you have to tell a guy that, uh, then perhaps he's in the wrong line of business. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can understand that, Jim. But in the heat of the in the heat of the moment, you're just trying to make a play. Like you you're literally you're you're, tr you're trying to do anything that you can to help your team have success, right? And sometimes you don't think about the consequences of your actions when when you're doing that. You know, I've had many a times where I've I've had a fumble trying to extend the ball, get the pass the first down marker, and somebody knocks it out, right? In hindsight, I should have just tucked the ball. It'd been fourth and one. We punted it. It and, and the game is different, right? But in the time, in the moment, I, I want I want to do this for my team. I want to extend this drive. I want to be the player that everybody knows me to be. Like that's that's kind of what you do. And um, you know, and that's what just is expected of you as a player to compete to the highest level at all times. And um obviously it was a it was a it was a mistake that he would love to have back. It's a great explanation. Great explanation. And and that that gives folks out there what the mindset is of what goes on with players. Uh, your example of trying to stretch and trying to do more and wanting to win for your teammates. Great explanation. Terrific segment. want to remind everybody our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. When we continue right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey there, everybody. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you like your baseball analysis with a dash of joy and fun, then boy, oh boy, do I have the podcast for you. Jordan and I break down all things MLB and beyond twice a week, every Monday and Thursday here on Baseball Barbacast. You can download the Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I guarantee a good time. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. The holidays are just days away, but there's still time to find an unforgettable gift for everyone on your list at K. And save time when you shop online and choose in-store pickup. This holiday, celebrate every kiss with K. Holiday shopping all done, Fitz? You ready to go? 
Uh, no, not yet. I got a couple of things that I still got to pick up some larger items, but, you know, I've made a, you know, a lot of online purchases for, you know, for the kids and, you know, some friends and family. Um, but I still have a lot. I'm, I'm one of those last minute guys. You know, I'm, I'm in there, you know, day before, you know, trying to sneak the wrapping paper in the house, got the gifts in the car, you know, you know how it is, you know, you know, but, uh, I get it. Now you're going to you're going to get one of those big diamond Hall of Fame rings from K. You you online for for a big diamond for for someone special there? Uh no, Jim, not nothing like that right now, but I, I will be very happy. Hopefully you and Snake can can show up to Canton, you know, if, if my number's called at some point down the road. I was thinking about a little someone special. I mean, you know. You think maybe, like you talking about like you? Maybe thinking about walking down that aisle or something. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be walking down the aisle later at Target. I got to pick up a couple of things. <laughs> got to pick up a couple more items, you know, for the house. Got to get some toilet paper, some some paper towels, you know, a couple of other things like that. So, yeah, I definitely would be walking out the miles. You need me to grab right. you anything? Yeah, please, please. Low row gain or anything else? Man? Oh, wow. Wow. That's some tough stuff. <laughs> that, you, you need a prescription for that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that just never uh, ceases to make you laugh, does it? <laughs> oh man, I, I love it, Jim. I love it. it. It makes me so happy. I can't. I don't even understand why. How about Dicker the kicker? Dicker the kicker now has won three games for the Los Angeles Chargers. This guy comes off the street. How about it? No, I mean, Jim. All you can ask for is an opportunity, right? Um, you know, you get it by somebody playing poorly, somebody having an injury. You get your opportunity, and you seize it, and. And he's made the most of it. I mean, you see this around around the league. You saw it with Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, a, a week or so ago. You know, you, you never know when your opportunity presents itself. And, you know, being prepared and being ready for the moment, you know, is always good. And that's not just in the National Football League. That's in life in general. You know, that's my guy, Gus Johnson, who I used to work with at Showtime Boxing. He was on a Fox game, and this young man, Dicker, made a big field goal for whoever he played for. Uh, and, and Dicker, the kicker, and it goes yeah. through in and in only in Gus fashion, you know, it just went viral. And now the name is carried over and uh, uh, he should get a trademark on that. <laughs> Hopefully he patented it. Hopefully he patented it. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the, uh, the officials. And it's holiday time, so I'm going to try and be nice. These guys are just awful. They're just awful. They're awful in the Vikings game. They cost Washington a chance at overtime. It's just mind-boggling. Uh, the Raiders game comes down to a call. You know, if they don't call him inbounds or out of bounds, then that flips for the Patriots. And, you know, we talk about this so often. And everybody recognizes, and we all understand, they're not trying to get it wrong, but they just do all the time. Like, is there ever any repercussions there are players that lose their jobs. There are coaches that lose their jobs. There are organizations that turn over. The betting and the gambling is now so immense with fantasy football and, and wagering and so forth. And these guys just show up again next week. And I will say there's a human element, Jim. All right. Those, those guys have the toughest job, in my opinion, in all the sports. Outside of soccer officials who have to decide, you know, what – What's an egregious call versus what's not an egregious call? And there's no video replay to be able to do that. Um, or actually, there is video replay to do that, but still having to make those decisions. Um, 
I mean, these guys are in a tough spot, Jim. They're they're in a tough spot. And you love to be hard on officials. Just because I understand what you're saying, you talked about them being, you know, part-time employees or not full-time employees when everybody else that they're officiating, players and coaches and organizations are doing this full-time, right? There needs to be some accountability. And we talked about it, that there is some accountability. If they don't do well during the regular season, they don't have a chance to, to be promoted to the playoff crew, right? And That's a bunch of do. garbage. No, it's not, Jim. Everybody wants they don't, to do their They don't have a chance. Through. They don't have a chance because they don't deserve a chance. You screw up a regular season game, so we should give them a chance to screw up a, a postseason game? We should give them a chance to screw up a Super Bowl? No. They shouldn't be back out on the field. What that guy did, the side judge, and I know you don't want me to name him, what he did to Terry McLaurin when he checked with him twice to see if he was offsides, and he had his hand on his flag before the play started, and he nodded to him, and he gave him a thumbs up. That's despicable. That's wrong on all levels because he was trying to cover himself by asking the officials. Now, maybe there's no obligation for the official to respond, but the official did respond, and then he throws the flag, takes away that touchdown, and that's going to cost the commanders an opportunity uh, to go into overtime to play in the playoffs, possibly. Yeah. Really, is that right? Is that right on a, on a flag that doesn't matter? It's just wrong on all levels. And it's well, a form I, It's a form of I've got a badge and I'm going to show you and I'm going to deceive you, and that's not what that badge is for. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did have a, a problem with that when I when I watched it, just simply based on there's a there's an unwritten rule between you and official, right? You, you try to communicate, hey, the tight end's on the ball, I'm off the ball. Hey, I'm covering I'm covering the line of scrimmage on this one. Um, you know, you, you point out to him and he gives you it gives you some sign. You know, you talk to him before the game. Hey, look, this is what I'm going to do when I'm on This is what I'm going to do when I'm off. So there's a little bit of communication. And like, is it does it happen for everybody? No. But, you know, you just like to think that there's a there's an understanding just so you can get it right. And, you know, for him to acknowledge the fact that he was on the ball and throw that flag, that's a tough pill to swallow simply based on, you know, what happened in the play. Um, so that, that was that was a bit bizarre and unfortunate. Well, Ron Rivera said after the game, don't ask me about the officials because I can't talk about him. And he was aggravated. And I don't care who wins any of these games. The, the Giants, the commanders makes no difference. But the viewing public, the people who pay to watch these games and the players on the field deserve for the games to be called fairly. And that borderline, beyond borderline, that looked unfair. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was unfair. I just think that there was a lack of communication. I, I agree. Should have said, hey, look, you know, did you communicate with the player? Yes, we, we, had, we communicated. He might have been a little bit off the line. Like maybe we should just give them the benefit of the doubt based on you know that understanding that the two of you had and and we do it. But sometimes what I think is there's a mistake made and just they double down on it. It's it's like when you like one of your kids, you know, they they do something they're not supposed to do and you know and you know you caught them red-handed and they and they double down on it, right? You know, it just makes it, it makes it worse when you could easily just say, look, hey, we we made a mistake. Let's get it right and let the players decide on the football field. You know who's going to come out victorious in this game. Well, because that wasn't bad enough, look what happened on the next play. Deliberate, terrible interference. Darnay Holmes is just all over Curtis Samuel. They don't throw a flag. I mean, come on. He's holding him. He's grabbing him. He's hitting him before the football arrives. You, you got how many officials out there? Not one of them saw that? I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, as, it wasn't as egregious when you watch it in slow motion, Jim. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it 
as some of the other ones that I've seen missed, you know, this week. And but, you know, Jim, like I think also when an official and you see it in basketball, like when when it's when it's crunch time, the games are big with two minutes to go. Like you don't want to be a part of the story, Jim. Like I I, don't make me make a call that's going to change the trajectory of this game. Like that's what I would be thinking as an official. Like I'm going to call it as I see it. But like I don't want to be a part of the storyline. I don't I do not want to be a part of it. They do become that by not doing what it is they're out there to do, which is just to officiate the game in an unbiased, even-tempered, mild-mannered way. Yeah, I don't think there was anything. I don't think there was anything that was, you know, there was no biases or nobody was not not mild-mannered. It was just when you have your hand on a flag, when you have your hand on a flag. Before the play has occurred, when the player has checked with you on two occasions on something that is routine and standard and you're a wide receiver, mm-hmm. that looks like an agenda. I don't know if there's an agenda. I said it looks like an agenda. going to teach this guy a lesson. What lesson are you teaching him when you've signed off on him and communicated with him? Yeah, I, w- I don't know if there was anything like that, Jim. I think that might be going a little far that there was an agenda. Obviously, they didn't get the call right. Now, we both agree with that. Why don't they ever get them right? Why does this happen every week, and how can it be improved? It doesn't happen every week, Jim. There, I think there's there's a call every couple of weeks that you that you that you scratch your head on, but I, I wouldn't say overall it's it's that bad. You're thinking about these seven men and women going out here and these highly contested, super fast, athletic players trying to make these calls. It's very difficult, um, you know. And I I don't necessarily have a an issue with some of the plays down the field, honestly. My my biggest issue is with some of the hits on the quarterback and the inconsistency on on that. I mean, some of these roughing the passer calls are egregious, in my opinion. I mean, I'm all for protecting our players. I want the best players to be on the field playing throughout the course of the season. But some some of the, some of these calls, we saw one a couple of weeks ago against um, the Commanders playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, um, Brandon Graham, you know, sliding in and, um, and makes contact with with the quarterback, and you know they extend the drive and they end up losing that game. Like some of these calls are are rough to watch and on, on rough. The call the on the Dolphins against Justin Herbert. Yeah, the call against the Falcons uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this season. There's there's a, it's been a there's been a lot that was just that that just that doesn't look good. Does not look good. Well, it's an issue, and it's an ongoing issue. Unfortunately, it just kind of mars everything, doesn't it, Larry? It just kind of casts a shadow. I mean, I mean, in that particular game, it does, it, and and it's something that we you know we're talking about that we would love to not be talking about, right? Um, but well, I we'd mean, have been talking about it in the Vikings game too, because they got that wrong. If on, yeah, on that fumble yeah, recovery, and, and, and did, that and would have prevented the biggest comeback in the history of the National Football League because yeah. they didn't get that right. I mean, this Go is ahead. something that we talk about periodically. I don't think it's a, a chronic issue, um, but but when it does show up, it's uh, they're in the they're in the biggest moments and have the largest implications. He's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. You got a special occasion coming up. I know it's Christmas, right, Fitz? Yes, we do. It's Christmas time, New Year's. We got a lot of great things, and and I think Fran is is deserving of something truly special. Just just to commemorate just all the wonderful things you've done throughout your entire life. And how about Mastros for dinner? I, I mean, that's nice, but I think I think Kays will probably be more fitting, um, just based on the longevity of your relationship. 
how about the trifecta of Mastro's, Morton's, and Del Frisco's? How about three nights in a row to celebrate? And maybe a, a gift card from American Express. You know, that I think well, you can't ask you can't ask for a better Christmas than that. <laughs> Is there anybody who we've missed in here? We can do our banking at Bank of America. And, and, and of course, when we pick up our Hertz rental car, car, our show is presented by Hertz. I don't think we've missed anybody there, have we? United Wholesale Mortgage, if you're considering buying a house. And, of course, you, if you're in the, part of the military community, you know. USAA, you can never go wrong. Okay, well, we've just shown all of our appreciation. Here's the point. Mastro's offers some of the finest prime steaks and the freshest seafood all in a very lively atmosphere and they're open for all the holidays jump online now or visit any of their locations visit mastros.com for reservations and locations denver bronco tickets i grew up in denver broncos uh played yesterday uh against the cardinals tickets online for the broncos and cardinals game were twelve dollars for a Jim, I, would, had, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have paid twelve dollars for it, Jim. I, I I would have seen if I could. I would have negotiated that price, Jim. I would have I would have tried to get that for five, maybe maybe ten at the most. You know, that's that's a that's a club level seat too, Jim. That's just because of how your team played. I think both teams look pretty bad out there, Jim. It was that was rough, man. I, oof, it's been bad football being played. Bad, Here's the bad point. Football. Here's the point. There was a waiting list in Denver. Uh, from Denver to Salt Lake City. That's how that's how rare and difficult tickets were to get. And when somebody sent me that yesterday uh, from StubHub or Ticketmaster or one of those facilities that uh, uh, sells these tickets, and you just see the line of tickets that are $12, uh, it's kind of astonishing, isn't it? I mean, no, it's not. I'm not, I'm not astonished by it at all. I mean, the Broncos have been tough to watch. It has not been a great product. And obviously the Cardinals, you know, with all their issues coming, coming to town, don't make matters any better. I mean, there's a lot of other things people could be doing in Denver, <laughs> you know, you know, we can go skiing, you know, we can have snowball fights in the backyard. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of other things you could do with your time then then watch that. All right. Two other things we're going to discuss here. Uh, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson just just put him in the Philadelphia Hall of Fame. He won a Super Bowl for the Eagles, and then yesterday, what he did with Jacksonville, uh, knocking off the Cowboys. Uh, this guy's a Philly hero. Uh, I don't I don't know if he was trying to do Philly any favors, you know, based on how he, <laughs> he <was>. did though. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I don't know if he's trying to do him any favors after how how he had to leave town um, after winning the championship. But you you really have to tip your hat to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean. And Trevor Lawrence, Jim, over the last few weeks, and a lot, not a lot of people have talked about it, but he has played really, really good football over the last three or four weeks. And happy that he's, you know, catching his stride and really gaining that confidence, you know, that that, the, that a franchise quarterback really needs. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I, we talked about this time and time again over the last few years, Jim. Like Mike McCarthy is, is a tad bit of a liability in these tight games. I mean, he's a wild card. You never know exactly the decisions he's going to make. Um, time management, like it's it's always, it's, it's been an issue. And um, it's what scares you a little bit about about the Cowboys, you know, in the playoffs. You just, you just never know. So let me take your temperature here. We had snowballs in Buffalo. That's a bad look. Bills fans, perhaps the best in the league. 
but throwing those snowballs uh, on Saturday night after that huge snowstorm. Uh, the officials threatened to call a penalty uh, on the Bills because of their fans. Um, unacceptable, bad look, wrong. Um, wondering what your thoughts are on objects being thrown on the field. We see it sometimes at NBA games too, and you're an NBA owner. Yeah, I mean, you never like when fans are are, are physically making an impact on the game, right? You know, players, officials, anybody on the sidelines should should feel like they could do their job in safety, right? Be loud, be be obnoxious, say what you want to say, but when you start taking, you know, physical action on players and officials and other uh, people on the field, I, it has no place in our game. And, um, you know, I, I know we talked about this also is you know, like the Bills Mafia is such a unique group of people, right? The things that they do for charity, what they did for, for Josh Allen's grand, grandfather, you know, dedicating that wing at the hospital. They've done so many wonderful things. And, you know, I hate for it to be marred by an experience like this because they, they kind of are a trendsetter in, in sports to me um, of a very conscientious, um, forward-thinking, philanthropic group that, that they are. And so, like, I, I didn't like the way they looked and I, and I hope that we just don't have any more, you know, issues like that because, you know, there will be other snow games in Buffalo. We can agree on that. You said that perfectly. I mean, they're the group that we all look up to. They're the group that we all admire for what they do with all their charitable works and, and how they come to the aid of not only their own but others. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a wonderful group, and it is marred. And so let's hope that uh, we don't have that again. And that grounds crew did an incredible job, an incredible job to get that place in shape with all the snow and the amount of snow that they had. And let's turn this back to happy. Um, Patrick Mahomes. That's just the joy of the season to watch this guy play. He hits 20 passes in a row, records 25. And if he rattles off five against the Seahawks, uh, he's going to tie the record, possibly break it with six, obviously. He's just so much fun. I mean, this guy is just, he's, he's, he's setting a new bar uh, for mobile quarterbacks and for, you just want to watch the game because you want to watch him and you can't take your eyes off him. You cannot take your eyes off of him. And I think it's a couple of things, Jim. You know, we, you mentioned this to me. One of the most important things in life is likability. Like you, you can't not like him. The smile, his, his, his reverence and respect for the history of the game his love for his head coach, um, his his appreciation of his teammates, the way he, you know, does his work in the community. Like, he, he checks every single box that you would ever ask for, right, as a superstar. Um, and, you know, and then on top of that, he's just a damn good football player, Jim. And he plays a style of football that everybody has to love and appreciate. Even if you're playing against him, you're like, damn, I, I hated to see that. That was an unbelievable throw, Jim. You know, the one he made, you know, last week against Denver, he's literally just, just flips it over the top of his of his head. The one he made in Tampa a, a, a month and a half or so ago down, down there. I mean, he just makes play after play after play. You look at his face, and he's just having a damn good time. It looks like one of the kids that you watch in the park playing in the Pop Warner Pee Wee game. Just, just happy to be out there. Great to get a snack after the game, a little apple cider. Uh, I mean, like that—that's that's how he plays, Jim. It's just so much enthusiasm and passion. You, you gotta—you gotta love it. You said it exactly right. He makes you root for him because you just see how infectious it is, 
mm-hmm. how much fun he's having, how he's getting yeah. the most out of himself, how yeah. he's getting the most out of himself and his teammates. Yeah. And and he, and he's also driving his opponents. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, sure. he's driving them to be better because everything's on the table. You just don't mm-hmm. know. He, he threw a ball yesterday running to his right all the way across the field for a completion to Kelsey. It was yeah. it was unfathomable. There's not anybody else. First of all, no coach would ever want that done, uh, <laughs> and and no one would ever say that 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 that's got any percentage of happening. And he made it work. Yeah. He made it work. And um, you 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 wonder if he feels he's taking risks, or you wonder if he feels this is just normal. Well, I feel like he's taking calculated risks. You know, I, I believe he has the arm strength, arm ability, and, he, and a confidence in his teammates to be able to make some of these plays for him. But he's done it countless times. And, I mean, I think you see, you know, guys that are willing to take risks um, because they're given the long leash, right? I mean, there's there's shots that we watch Steph Curry shoot, and you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. He shot that one. I guess his reign starts when he walks inside the gym. You know, I mean – but I mean, he's earned the ability to take those chances, and I mean, I, I look at Pat Mahomes. He is the Steph Curry of the NFL. You know, he's he's the guy that you know you hate to play against, but you can't say one thing negative about him. There's not there's nothing you can say bad about him. Nothing. You know, he throws too many touchdowns. You know, he shoots. He he makes too many three pointers. Right. You know, like they just do it the right way. They they make it fun. And what's he like to hang out with? I'm sure he's great. I mean, every time I'm around him, what you see on the football field, you know, you see him, how engaging he is and how down to earth and approachable, you know, he's, he's just, he's what you see. Um, And um, he's he's a breath of fresh air and it it makes you happy as a player who played in the national football league for a very long time that, you know, he's carrying the torch now for future generations. You know, any, any kid that's watching the game, emulating what he's doing in the backyard, he, he is the standard of what, you know, the National Football League and this players should should be like. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by Brady Brand. Tom has his own apparel line. You can check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the brand new Brady Pant. Go to BradyBrand.com. Look good and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. And Larry, as we get ready for Christmas, we just had Snoop Dogg uh, sing chestnuts roasting on an open fire for Tom uh, and I and for our audience. And um, last year was Andrea Bocelli with Oh Come All You Faithful. Do you have a, a favorite Christmas uh, carol or holiday song? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it brings back so many great memories, Jim, as much from my childhood. My grandmother loved Nat King Cole. And listening to his Christmas album, you know, on repeat uh, in the living room brings back just so many great things and Christmases, uh, you know, of the past. It's, it's a wonderful time of the year. And there's nothing better than being able to spend it with people you really, truly uh, care and, and respect. Larry, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We're grateful for you. Hope you have a great holiday season with your kids. And uh, we will talk to you next Monday night. Merry Christmas. And uh, we look forward to 2023. But we're going to talk to you a couple of times before then. Well, I look forward to it as well. And you have a wonderful time with, with the family also. That's Larry Fitzgerald. He's our expert. And he does a great job for us. Any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America. United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. 
Let's Go, presented by Hertz. We want to thank our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our sponsors, Hertz, USAA, Bank of America, American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Mastro's. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy holidays, everybody, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.